Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining. My name is Priya Soni. I'm a pediatric infectious disease specialist at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, as well as David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to be talking about supportive care only in RSV. Um, Can we do better? So currently um, with RSV, um, the major cause of bronchiolitis in children less than two years old, uh, treatment options are very limited to supportive measures only. Um, And we know that there are very well-defined risk factors for severe illness. However, um, the measures that we have currently in place are are mainly focused towards uh, supportive uh, measures and prevention um, in order to prevent um, children from sort of developing horrible complications from this uh, terrible virus. So in terms of clinical management, um, there is a long list of um, evidence-based measures that have been sort of tried and tested, um, but currently supplemental oxygen and some of the other supportive care measures, um, including uh, hydration, are really the the ones that we have the most clear evidence for. There are a list of ineffective um, measures, including um, previously known trials for ribavirin, um, as well as immunoglobulin specific for RSV, which had been used in the the past. So the key takeaway here is that the strategies, um, like I said, have been focused on prevention and prophylaxis, and um, the prophylaxis mainly in form of a monoclonal antibody administration of palivizumab during um, the, the RSV season. Other measures, including nebulized epinephrine therapy, has not been known to decrease the length of stay in um, these infants. Chest physiotherapy, as well as inhaled bronchodilators, are generally not recommended. And of course, this is a virus we're dealing with, so antibiotics are not recommended. So to focus specifically on supportive measures, we're going to be talking about respiratory support, nasal suctioning, and fluid management. Respiratory support um, really is to maintain oxygen saturations in these uh, infants above uh, 90 to 92% on room air. We are able to provide high flow nasal cannula as a form of oxygen, as well as CPAP or continuous positive airway pressure. And the goal is to really reduce work of breathing in these infants, improve the gas exchange, and to avoid endotracheal intubation in these infants. Um, which really um, can happen sometimes, but uh, with these early measures, we many times prevent the need for endotracheal intubation. However, if there are signs of impending respiratory failure in these uh, children, including retractions that are marked, um, poor response to stimulation, stimulation, including weak cry, um, fatiguing out, um, as well as our lab findings of um, a venous blood gas or arterial blood gas showing hypercapnia. Um, These uh, signs do uh, sort of point to the need for a higher level of care with endotracheal intubation. Nasal suctioning is also extremely effective in um, helping these infants um, get through 
this virus. Uh, as we know, the airways in these uh, infants are extremely small. And so providing that manual nasal suctioning um, and teaching parents and uh, caregivers uh, proper suctioning techniques for these infants is, is extremely uh, necessary. We often use na uh, normal saline drops in order to um, help break up those uh, secretions before the suctioning is provided generally every three to four hours, especially before the infant is feeding. And lastly, fluid management. So fluids are an extremely important part of the um, pillars of supportive care in these uh, infants because they're losing um, insensible losses due to tachypnea and respiratory distress, and they're having decreased intake because of these reasons as well. So IV fluid administration really is important um, in getting these infants better sooner and will um, help to uh, decrease the length of stay overall. Um, in addition, you know, fluids are helpful because while these in, uh, infants are on um, oxygen, you know, um, they are not able to feed. Um, some may not tolerate OG tube feeds um, and may be at risk for aspiration. So with that, that concludes our uh, mainstays of supportive uh, measures for treatment of RSV uh, for infants. And thank you all for joining and watching it. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.